Jessica Crow, and I am the founder of Apogee and the host of Change Leader Insights, which is a podcast all about leadership and change. And we sort of covered the topic in three different areas, self-leadership, team leadership, and change leadership. And today, this is so much fun. My first guest of 2024 also is Jessica Crow, whom I met on LinkedIn, which is so fun. A couple of years ago, we have a similar background with yoga, although her depth of experience and expertise beyond transcends anything I um, have done up to this point in my life, which is why I'm really excited to have her on today's show. She is going to share with us some incredible wisdom and insights as it relates to meditation, mindfulness, uh, self-leadership, really getting that foundation right. So it's a little bit like entering the Spider-Verse here today, having another Jessica Crow, different dimension. No, we're on the same dimension, don't worry. But I'm really happy to have you um, on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Do you mind telling uh, people who are watching and listening in a little bit about yourself, your story? So also, she is the CEO of a firm called Centered Wellness, and she teaches meditation teachers, how to be uh, just that and help them sort of be the best version of themselves, but also people who are just interested in developing a meditation practice. Um, she's a massage therapist. I'll let you explain yourself. Go ahead and tell, uh, <laughs> you can do it better than I can. Give us your, give us your bio, your background and how you got into all of this. Thank you, Jessica. So my name is Jessica Crow as well. This is a super trippy, <laughs> trippy thing. This it is really great. Is. Um, <laughs> So I, my background is in wellness for the last 25 years. I started as a massage therapist, energetic healer, very hands-on, uh, very body-oriented uh, kind of therapies. And then I went to, I was telling Jess earlier, I went to my first yoga teacher training because I had lived in New York for a few years and I started getting all of these strange symptoms, um, a lot of neurological symptoms, um, a lot of stress-related things. Uh, as I realize now, doctors had no idea what to th say or think or do. Everyone was just hands up in the air. And I thought, I'm going to get out of here for a while. I'm going to go to Costa Rica. I'm going to learn some self-care, some breathing, some, I'm going to do some yoga. I know it makes me feel good. I'm doing it a few times a week in the studio. Uh, never planned on teaching a moment in my life. Uh, was yeah. not someone that spoke in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Had severe blocks with my voice at that point. And I only planned to go to find stress relief, ways to reduce the anxiety and stress in my life so I could feel healthier. Mm -hmm. um, I came out of that uh, very with a very deepened interest in yoga. Obviously, you don't really immerse yourself in something like that for, I believe it was 14 days uh, yeah. without saying, wow, this goes deep, you know, philosophy, yeah. history, like all of the different styles. And it was an interdisciplinary yoga training as well. So we learned about all the different teachers and styles. Um, I began to practice more steadily uh, four or five times a week, you know, like really getting into the practice and, and the, the living of the yoga, you know, like the taking yoga off the mat, all of those yamas and niyamas, mm -hmm. the non-physical parts of yoga. Um, and you start really, things come up, you know, you start 
reflecting and you realize everyone in relationship around you, whether it's a stranger you're passing on the street or whether it's your partner that you're living with or yeah. someone really close, they're all reflect, they're reflecting back yeah. at you, right? They're mirrors. So you start to learn this and it becomes a little overwhelming, I guess, but it's enticing at the same time because you're you're really going deep and learning things about your own behaviors, about, yes. you know, old behaviors, that kind of thing. So it's, it's subtle and it gets more and more and more subtle. My teacher, Sri Dharma Mitra says that self-knowledge is this, it, it's something that lasts a lifetime. Like you're yes. always doing it, but the realizations get more and more and more and more subtle. Like yeah. those little ahas, like it's very, you gotta, you have to feel around for it. Um, so you're always able to learn and change. So that being said, never planned on teaching. I thought I'm fascinated with how yoga and meditation mm -hmm. have so much to do with compassion mm -hmm. and the brain. And I was already very interested in the brain because in massage school, neurology was my favorite subject. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so I was fascinated by neuroscience. Uh, so I went back to school, I did my bachelor's in behavioral neuroscience or mm -hmm. behavior, you know, neuropsychology, um, that crossover with a focus on meditation and mindfulness. So I had private classes um, exploring, especially Buddhism, um, Buddhist meditation practices, mindfulness. Uh, so my plan at the time was I'm going to go to Stanford University and I'm going to become a researcher and find out how to boost compassion in this yeah. world. This world yeah. needs compassion 100%. more than more than ever. I mean, I don't know, just needs it desperately. Yeah. Um, and I was also fascinated with intuition. Mm -hmm. And I feel I've always been a very intuitive person by nature, but a lot of people are out of touch with that. And when I work with people one-on-one -on -one for, for decades I had at that point, you know, it's, they don't know how to access what's best for them or what they should be doing or how they should be doing it. Uh, so that ability to tune back in mm -hmm. and the ability to create compassion and empathy, really nourish that and nurture it within ourselves so that we extend it outwards to the people around us, you know, whether that's the people in your office mm -hmm. or the people in your community or even wider. That's where I was really, really passionate. Now, during that time when I <laughs> was fill, literally filling out forms to get an internship at Stanford and start studying this stuff with my favorite professor, Robert Sapolsky was my inspiration yeah. at the time, um, does all this work on stress. Uh, during that time, I met my one of my main teachers, Sri Dharma Mitra here in New York City, and started studying with him. And just a month later, I felt I had some transmission from him, like I'm yeah. supposed to teach for him. Yeah. I'm supposed to teach these things. <laughs> So I went to another teacher training <laughs> with him and I dropped the whole, I'm going to be in a lab doing research yeah. to help humankind. And I went the path of, I'm going to teach people 
one-on-one -on -one or maybe 50 people in a class at a time or whatever I can do. I'm going to teach yeah. people out here in the world, not in a lab room yeah. to help people in this way, in the same way, really through right. a different means. Right. A so I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Different, different means, a different method, different impact. Um, yeah. plus I didn't want to test on animals. That's a yeah. whole other, thing, <laughs> whole other subject, <laughs> sure. my lab code and no. <laughs> uh, yoga clothes are more comfy. Right. So yes, uh, it was a short time after I got certified as a Dharma yoga teacher that I was offered a spot to teach at the studio here in New York City, um, sometimes taught classes right before Sri Dharma, uh, which is just a magical thing to do. Uh, I was invited to mentor in his teacher trainings as well. I taught anatomy workshops there, which I created um, special yoga nidra meditations yeah. Yeah. for the anatomy workshops, which were really fun. So I got to be creative. Um, I taught his teachings in Hatha Raja Yoga. Hatha yep. Raja Yoga is, um, it's an intensive physical practice, but the Raja part, it's a, it's a focus on self-knowledge and mm. meditation. So mm -hmm. it's really the combination of both of those. That's what that means. Um, I got to train other teachers from around the world. We would have groups of between 80 and 100 people several times a year from uh -huh. all around the world. Um, I got to connect with these people in their studios and learn how to right off the bat <laughs> how to teach other teachers so I did that for several years um, and I guess it was sometime during sometime during the COVID era mm -hmm. I thought you know I want to take this in a different direction I, I don't want to teach just individuals anymore or a class of 10 people. Like I, I really want to affect more people. Right. How can I do this? Uh, and with my past, my experience of training teachers, I thought, you know, I could train yoga teachers. No yeah. problem. Like very experienced. You got it. It's great. But there are a lot of people training yoga teachers. And yeah. is that, do we need more yoga teachers maybe we need more yoga teachers that have the skills to help people meditate and mm. be more mindful in their lives. Like not just, you know, do a headstand or a downward dog, which are right. great, but right. yeah, maybe we need more of that. So uh, I was always known for my voice teaching classes. Like that was the feedback I got constantly. Um, I come to your classes just to listen to your voice. Can, can you just come home with me? Like, <laughs> so I can just talk to me <laughs> while I fall asleep. Like it was always like your voice is so calming and peaceful and relaxing. So yeah. I began making recordings. I'm on insight timer. I if anyone uses that. Meditations on Thank there. You. Yes. Do you have a beautiful, like the sound is just very soothing. Absolutely. It's soothing, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it soothes me as well. You know, yeah. you're in the right field when like what you're doing makes you feel good yes. as well. Yes. So it is something teaching meditation and mindfulness makes me feel calm and relaxed as well. Yeah. So I, I know it's the right thing. I know it's coming through in the right yes. way. Uh, so yes, I created a meditation teacher training, um, right before that, actually, right at the beginning of COVID, I was yeah. offered a book book deal. 
to write a book, The Power of Guided Meditation. Yeah. It was such a blessing because I was here in New York City. Everything was shut down. Nobody was working. Everyone on unemployment. You couldn't yeah. go outside. Like we were still scared to go outside. Right. <laughs> like right. open the window at that point. And I closed a book deal with a UK publisher. And I just sat in my apartment and wrote about meditation and wrote yeah. meditations for like three months. And it was the best thing for me because yeah. it was so, and I don't know if you hear all the noise in the background no. now, but okay, good, good. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, it was worse than like, I live on a ambulance pathway, first yeah. of all. Um, there were protests up and down the streets. Uh, there were wild, uh, shows of illegal fireworks all the time. There was just so much, it was the city times a hundred and with the anxiety that I normally have anyway, it was so much. And the best thing I could have done was sit here and write a book on meditation and go through it over and over. You know, it was like, healing for me so it was a a piece that helped me get through it that is now out there in the world helping other people um you know create a beginning practice as well so it was yeah I guess it was on the it was on the tales of that book that I was like okay that felt nice to like now that's it's literally all over the world people write from australia they're like i got this in the bookshop or they tag me in something online it's strangers it's really cool and i was like this is nice like i would like to affect more people so if i create an online meditation program um you know everyone was so used to zoom at that point that it was acceptable like in the past it wouldn't have been acceptable yeah yeah so it was like, people can do this like less expensive. They don't need to travel. They can do it from anywhere. They can do most of it on their own time because it's a combination of on-demand and some live classes yeah. and then personal mentorship with, with me, which is my favorite part because Definitely. that's the, that's the, the juice of it. Like happen there. That's yeah. Right. when you see them like become confident yeah. in their voice or, or they're like, wow, you know, I noticed in my practice that, you know, this, this situation happened and I didn't react the same way. I found that little space between normally I would have, you know, but I found, I, wow, like those kind of, it's really, really cool to watch. So, um, yeah, so this is not just for meditation teachers, Uh, people that want to go out and teach, you know, the same way that I went to my yoga teacher trainings, just to deepen my knowledge and get tools to help my anxiety and help my stress. People come to do that as well, just to take it as an immersion. Um, But the other people that come, it's been a lot of yoga teachers. Yeah. That did, you said you studied at core power, Mm -hmm. right? So I imagine that they don't teach a lot of meditation, but I'm not sure. No, they don't. Not in the sense that you're talking about. I mean, there's, they go through, it's a, it's a 200 hour program. So they cover quite a bit, but the information related to meditation, they talk about it, but it's not a focus. It's not an extended not the focus. Practice. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. The, and the that's rough work and the body movement is really where they, 
you know, they emphasize, which makes sense for what they were trying to accomplish with the teacher training and getting more teachers um, in, in their studios. And it was a great program, no doubt. But to your point, yeah. there's, there's an opportunity there for yoga teachers to find that connection. Um, and for people in general, because you mentioned it's not just for yoga teachers, it's for anybody who's doing that, who wants to deepen their own understanding and build that foundation. Exactly. Uh, yeah, for yoga teachers, it's like a lot of them, that's just, that's the, in the U S anyway, like we're very focused on, on the asana and the body stuff. And it makes sense in a way that there's a lot more to go over. Like if you're coming from a background, if you're coming from a background, like massage therapy or some kind of medicine, you know, anatomy, you know, kinesiology and body movement. It's like, okay. But for people that are just, they don't have any of that. You really do have, you have to spend the majority of the time on that because that's the majority of a normal class. So there's a little, there's, yeah, there's meditation, but so a lot of teachers come out saying like, I don't feel confident enough teaching meditation and I don't understand enough styles or like what to give them or how to build a class. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the other people that come in are, they're trying to find their own self-practice and they've used an app like Headspace or they've tried this or that. And it's nice, but it's not like getting them to where they want to be. It's not, yeah. it's not pushing them forward and they keep slipping off of it and they keep falling off of it. Right. And to be able to immerse themselves in more of the philosophy and the history and different modalities and how they're different and how they also overlap and they get to experiment with different things because it's like week to week they have these different practices in the program they're supposed to do them the same time every day try a different time they find what time of day works they find what kinds of practices they prefer because this is like the thing I'm finding out yes not one size fits all it's People will do something if they like it, first of all, like they're like, yeah, I don't mind doing that. Or like if they have any resistance to the background, the lineage, like the spiritual, anything, any resistance around what it is, then they're probably not going to go there. So there should be no resistance. They should kind of like it and they should be able to feel the immediate results when people can feel the immediate results from a practice or an exercise, then it's, it's almost like linked into their body. It's like a cellular map is just created right away. Yeah. So, and then the more they practice and then we find that thing, that's your thing. And that's the time of day. And that's the length of practice. And Mm. you'll know when you need to switch it, like you could, because you'll be getting more intuitive yeah more self-information you know so that's it's really good for yeah creating your own self-care practice and becoming more mindful taking those pieces out into your life which is it's the essence of the whole thing I mean great you can feel like anytime you feel better in yourself you're gonna come you're you're presenting yourself better in the world like anytime it just try it just walk around today with like a you know just a, a resting 
face or, or walk around yeah see what happens or, or yeah, walk around with that like you know like when <laughs> when you're you know like when you're in love you're like falling for someone you're in yeah. love or like or something good just like you're like you're up for this like promotion and it's like something yeah. you really want to do and you're just kind of like your face is like in this and your mind is in that open right. space too. Your energy, yeah. Your energy is different and you're affecting everyone around you different. You're open to giving someone a smile. You're open to stopping to give someone advice that you would normally just, you know, you're, you're just, you're better able to function in society Absolutely. as a caring, compassionate human being. And the science around all of this mm -hmm. says that the areas of your brain that, that govern compassion, decision-making, mm -hmm. um, morals, like all of these, these really important things for evolutionary growth, yeah. like they are strengthened and it doesn't take long either. You can see some of these effects after 30 or 60 days. It just takes consistency. Right. Um, but the prefrontal cortex of the brain, the hypopituitary axis, like the, the links to places in the brain that hold on to memories, especially yeah. traumatic and fearful memories. Yeah. They, it's like, it's switched. I'm putting this in very, very simple language, yeah. but <laughs> it's like, the energy from the the fear and the trauma and the anxiety or the depression yeah. or the like, you know, like, I don't know, I'm overthinking, right. like the energy from that moves to right. this newer part of our brain, which is our con like executive control center, yeah. it's often yeah. called. And that is the place that needs to be lit up, like lit up with Where we energy, like energy circuits. Yeah. yeah and, and it needs to be opened. When you say open mind, it's funny. It's sort of the same thing. It's right. like an opening in the brain, like an activation. Someone's turned on the switch. There's more electrical currents there's more growth, there's more neural connections in this place. And that is how we start to see Yeah, the, that's when we can have like self-control and focus. And when we do have practices like meditation, mindfulness practices in daily life, that's when we start to see patterns. And I'm really big into my course on daily OM is all about yeah. this um, yeah. taking you through, you know, like how to get to that place. So you create a practice and then be able to watch, observe, assess mm -hmm. your patterns in the subconscious, because we're all walking around with it. We're all mm -hmm. walking around with the bad stuff that happened to us, the things we haven't forgiven, right. the things we were concerned, like we're all walking around with it. And, you know, science has said, this has been a, a stat for so many years, it may have changed a little now, but yeah. it's something like 90% of the thoughts that you have every day are the same ones that yeah. cycle over and over. What? Yeah. And who, who wants that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if, yeah. if that's going to be true, and it is like, if that's the truth of things, let's cycle some great stuff around. Like let's yeah. cycle around the things we want to create and the person we want to be. 
right? Move from so that place of reacting to being able to respond, which has that pause that's incorporated. Yeah, I'm really, so this mm. is, everyone needs to hear this because I, well, so kind of going back to something you said earlier, I went through yoga teacher training too, not because I wanted to teach, but because I wanted to develop some skills to take care of myself, to be able to use my voice, to be, to develop confidence and just a different understanding of how I show up in the world. And it led to right. me teaching later on. But what was really transformative about that experience is it changed how I showed up and thought and behaved in the workplace. And it led me to actually leave the corporate world and start uh, Apogee and and this podcast and put me on a path of understanding the links between wellness and well-being and our uh, how we how we lead ourselves, how we lead teams, how we lead change, and everything that you've talked about. This kind of your your arc to becoming a, a teacher who's teaching others the value and benefits and the practices of meditation and and you know creating this multidisciplinary uh, you know different lineages and it's so important for us to dive into that because if yoga teacher training for me created this amazing experience and that is not necessarily a path lots of people are going to take meditation is something that is accessible to everyone um and so learning those skills learning how to self-regulate learning how to get control of those thoughts that you're having the 90,000 and and changing the energy changing the direction when you think about that how that would transform our our homes, our relationships, our communities, our workplaces. And stress is, you know, I think it was like 2019, the World Health Organization said that was the global epidemic. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. But, and so that became the global epidemic. But stress is something <laughs> we deal with in our workplaces all the time. And that's on top of everything that you've just mentioned, the trauma, the anxiety, the depression, the other things we're feeling. So we've got this base of of whatever it is for all the reasons. And then you add in stress and the, in the workplace. And if we're not mindful of everything that you've just talked about and thinking about how to grow and develop, you know, develop in this area. I mean, that's, those are the types of people that are leading our organizations, our communities and government. Like there's just, you know, we've, we've got to make a switch somewhere where this becomes a conversation that is normalized um and people are actively pursuing you know what it is that you're teaching because there's a direct impact on everything i'm going to say <laughs> might be a broad everything. brush but it really is on on everything, everything. yeah I mean, you everything. Shared how, you know meditation and yoga and all of that has changed your life i mean if you were to you know as leaders like we'll just kind of go in that direction momentarily people leaders if they don't have like, what are some of the benefits of more benefits? Cause you've already shared quite a few of mm -hmm. being able to lead others effectively. If you have that self-leadership, that foundation in place, like what are some, you know, how might that transform someone from who they are today to who they could potentially be as a leader of people? Well, I think we talked about reactivity, I believe. Yep. Yep. So there is there, one of the first things I, I see people, um, that I'm training when they get an aha moment. And that's yeah. one of the first things often is they realize that they would have reacted a certain way to something mm -hmm. that happened to them, how someone spoke to them or, you know, a stressful event that came up, but yeah. they, they found this moment in between 
yeah. where there was a space where they got to choose yes. how to react. Yeah. So really they got to choose how to respond and not just instinctively react because we're often instinctively reacting and making decisions. Yeah, it comes from the reptilian part of the brain and the brainstem, mm -hmm. and this is all trauma, fear. That's what we're trying to get out of and away right. from. Serves its purpose, but we don't want to be there most of the day in most right. of our lives, right? right. Um, another thing I think about is just patience, and I, mm -hmm. that kind of goes along with having that space yeah. to step back. The patience to say like, I, I don't need to respond yet. Let me reflect on this and let me see how it feels in my body. Yeah. Because I think that's another thing. That's another huge thing. Could be another podcast. <laughs> um, say, how people so are really out of touch mm -hmm. with their physical bodies. And you know, this as a yoga teacher, um, people are really out of touch with <laughs> the fact that there is a mind body connection. Like mm -hmm. we hear that term all the time, but we don't really know what it is. Right. Um, meditation helps you find and realize that connection through, um, well, this month I'm doing a, a month of mindfulness practices. So I'm, you know, based in Buddhist mindfulness practices. Yeah. So you started yeah. with body. I always start with body awareness because it's important to be able to, you know, control your focus and, mm -hmm. and just pay attention to your body. We don't even pay attention to our bodies a lot. We could be at the gym doing things for our body and we're not paying attention to Absolutely. the body. We could be in the shower. We're not paying, you know, like yeah. you could be paying for a massage and not even paying attention to right. your body because you're stuck right. here. But what we have to realize is a lot of emotion mm -hmm. is harboring in the body. It is hiding out in the body and it you know, it can affect how we present ourselves and the confidence that we give off to others. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it can, you know, it really can affect how we show up in a room and how the, how we influence other people without even saying a word. So, so the body True. stuff is very interesting. Um, and I, yeah, coming back to patience, I think that you learn to have patience and in intuition. Uh, everyone hasn't, you don't learn to have intuition. Everyone has intuition. Really. Yeah. You learn to, or, or even find it because people are cut off from it. And yeah. of course, I mean, look at, look at the world today. We're just um, here most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're being fed how to think and what to think yes. about. Yeah. So we're very, maybe more than ever cut off from our intuition. So just to be able to tune in and access that. So to yeah. have that pause, that space where you're like, I'm not going to react. I'm going to take a moment and respond. I'm going to go sit or I'm going to, you know, sleep yeah. on it. That's always like, that's a nice thing. My dad taught me when I was little yeah. <laughs> knows nothing about, you know, like sleep on it yeah. because then you, you have <laughs> time to perspective. Yeah, yeah. You have time to reflect on it and see, notice how it feels in your body. I keep touching my yeah. mic. Um, yeah. you learn through these practices, um, to look for certain sensations in your body too. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it I'm feeling? Where am I feeling it? What does that mean? What's, what's coming up in my head 
while I'm focused on feeling this uh, contraction in my chest. Yeah. So I just, just had an interaction with my coworker um, or my superior. And yeah. I, and I, and I found that moment of space and I'm like, Oh, what? Okay. Don't react. Don't go from the yeah. fear mode. And I've yeah. gone and like sat, sat in my office for a while. I'm going to just sit quiet, turn the phone off, sensing my body. I'm just going to close my eyes, sense my breath. Is my breath contracted? Is my breath shallow? Because that means I'm scared. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm fearful. I'm not coming from a relaxed state. I'm coming from my sympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. stress, fight or flight. Um, so I can take a few slow breaths and easily within two minutes, switch my nervous system yeah. so that I'm coming from a calm place. And then I can check out what am I feeling in my body and why, yeah. And why what's coming up in my head? What are the thoughts that are coming up? What are the emotions and feelings that are coming up? I mean, just watch them without getting to, without judging them or getting too involved in them. Mm -hmm. They could have nothing to do with the situation. They could be past things that are somehow connected yeah. that you haven't resolved or let go of yet. So this work is deep, but it happens really quickly. Like you, yeah. you'll see effects from it very quickly. And that is, that's, what's encouraging to keep going, but to say it's not deep or that it doesn't scare some people to go inside and see the parts of themselves they don't like or want, yeah. like that would be lying. It is yeah. work. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. not all like now just breathe out and you feel <laughs> so much so good. Yeah. Relax. Your whole body is full of light. You're, <laughs> You're like, no, wonderful. it takes some like, serious work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it can be both. It can be yeah. like, it can feel great. Um, and it, it can feel both. awful and that's yeah. how real change is. That's how, you know, change it. If you're someone that goes to therapy and believes in therapy or that an advocate for mental health therapy, yeah. like that's what sometimes it feels great <laughs> and you're like, having breakthrough and sometimes yeah. like, this is awful. I don't even want to go back. Why am I doing this? This is, yeah. you know, so we, we go through this and I think you go through that with, you know, physical change and adjustment too. Yeah. Uh, but this is, this is a different path. We're not used to assessing our own thoughts. We're not used to sitting with ourselves. We're not used to quiet anymore in no. this hectic world, like there's always stimulation. Mm -hmm. So the gift of all of this is we get to learn about what's really happening inside mm -hmm. and then we get to choose what to do with it. Right. I love that. And, you know, as you were describing that, I mean, I was thinking a little bit about how even company culture and corporate culture, it is not primed for that, right? It's make a decision in the moment, use data to drive the decision-making. And what you're talking about is a very different way of approaching how we live and work. And it is creating that space. It's having that pause. It's doing those things that are counter to how we have sort of become for all the reasons that you've explained. And if we start to go in that direction of incorporating mindfulness and meditation and finding those pauses and exploring what's happening here, then that conversation we're having with our boss, that change that just got, you know, said it's going to happen. Our reaction becomes a response and it's coming from a place 
of patience and calm and compassion, which you talked about earlier too, which I fully agree is so necessary and needed. And it's hard, you know, having had conversations with many leaders, like what does that mean to be, to, to be a compassionate leader? What does that mean? And a lot of what you've talked about can help people find that inner compassion for themselves and for others, but, you know, being able to make decisions from that place, from that post pause place, that compassionate mm. place, I think would be just a really incredible, it would transform how I think our company culture, maybe even American culture in many ways, I think we're sort of, there's a lot of ancient history and, um, <laughs> tools and resources that we dabble in, but haven't fully embraced. I mean, we're, you know, how America sort of come together. We're bringing things from all different places, people from different places. And, and where can we anchor as, uh, you know, as citizens? And honestly, I do think it starts with that self, everything that you've talked about, that self-leadership place. So not just from a, I'm kind of going big and then bringing it back, but mm. I just, I believe so strongly in everything you've talked about. How do we, how do we, reorient ourselves using the tools and the, um, you know, the techniques of meditation and mindfulness and let that be where we build and grow from not only in our homes and our relationships, but our communities and places of work. So, yeah. yeah. What about, um, you know, any, for someone who is uh, kind of getting started, they've, they've heard this conversation and they want to learn more um, they can obviously kind of look you up and go to your website and start with that <laughs> mindfulness uh, course, um, yeah. go to the daily ohm and, and check that out. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm curious about it, but not totally sure, what advice would you give me and, and sort of just to reinforce, like you're on the right path. This is a place to explore, um, and how it can sort of help you transform as a, as a human. I think it's nice to, so you either have a teacher that you resonate with. That's yeah. how, that's how it happens for a lot of people. They're like, I, I didn't feel anything about it really until I met this teacher. Yeah. Very true. So if, very if you true. click with a teacher, you click with, that's great. That's yeah. great. That's ideal. Um, community mm-hmm. is the other thing to have a community, whether it's live or virtual, that is wanting to do the same kind of exploration mm-hmm. as you and wanting to commit to the same, you know, that accountability. Um, so I would yeah. say also like if for people to go to my Instagram, because that's kind of like, go to my website is great, but the Instagram is like the hub of everything. Yeah. And all of my links to things are there. They can sign up for newsletters and see all the free classes, whatever's happening. Like yeah. all the promotional stuff is there, but yeah. I also have practices that I teach there and it's a place, you know, meant for community. Yeah. Um, Insight Timer is a similar thing. I have really been enjoying, I started teaching live classes. Uh, they're now on Sundays at 10 a.m. And it's worldwide. So it's very cool. I've been getting like 70 to 80 people in a class. And when people are there together with the same intention, Mm -hmm. paying attention to the same thing, it's really powerful. Um, I really think it heightens the experience of everyone in the room. Yeah. Yeah. 
So how do they, okay, I've loved everything you've said. And I'm hoping that people who are listening and watching, they feel a little tug in their heart and they go check out your Instagram page. What is your um, Instagram handle? I think it's called, is it like your Instagram name? It's centered. So the name of my company is centered C N T R D. So there's okay. no vowels in it. It used to be centered <laughs> NYC. And I was like, there's a lot of E's in there. So let's, let's simplify it. Let's simplify there you go. There you go. the word. So it's C-N-T-R-D um, down. What's the down? I forget. I always yeah. forget. The I, I know what you're talking about. The down, folks. The, the down. down. Yeah. <laughs> down line. Wellness. Centered wellness. Underscore. That's, That's what it is, right? Underscore. C-N-T-R-D underscore wellness is my Instagram handle. Um, Centered Meditation is my TikTok. I'm just getting active on there. Um, You can find me on on all the platforms, but the Instagram is sort of the hub and links to everything. And you can, you know, find ways to explore um, classes to just like pop into. This is where you can ask questions straight to me. I, I handle my Instagram, like everything's coming to me. So just know that this is not like a team of other people. Like if you want, if you have a specific question on your practice, you've started before your struggles, what next step, how can I help you? Um, Instagram, you know, you can direct message me or through the website. It's always me answering and I will help in any way that I can. Um, yeah, what a gift. that's amazing. And then you're also on, um, insight timer, as you mentioned, as Jessica right. Crow and then LinkedIn, your Jessica Crow as well. So make sure you, you it's centered wellness <laughs> versus Apogee, um, lots of places to find you, but I, you know, no matter where you're at in your journey, whether it's, and I think we're always sort of at that coming back to the foundation and continually, um, kind of working through all the things. So self-leadership, team leadership, change leadership, I hope that this conversation gave some insights into the value and benefits of developing more mindfulness and pursuing meditation and how that can not only help you in your own lives, reduce your anxiety, stress, help you find those moments of pause and balance, but how it can help you be a more effective leader um, and whatever that means for you today. So Jessica, Again, so fun that we are having this conversation that we um, are, are, and thank you for sharing your wisdom with my community because there's a lot of similarities and overlaps in terms of where people are looking and how to enact and empower themselves and others to change. Thank you so much for today. I can't wait to share this conversation. Um, yeah, thank you again for your time. And I hope, uh, I hope that lots of people look into the great, amazing resources that you're sharing with the world. So thanks again. Thank you. I also hope so. Just like a final note too, like it really does start within you. It starts Mm -hmm. with each person and then just projects outward, outward, outward to all the way to that management level, you know? So it's, it starts here. It can't start anywhere else. This is the only way it can come from. So yeah, I, I hope that anyone that hasn't tried meditation or has tried and, and kind of fallen off or not found the right thing will reach out. Um, and I could give some recommendations on what, Amazing. you know, what might help them, you know, click okay. a little bit more. And this yeah. was so fun, Jessica, thank you so much for yes. having me on today. 
Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. 